What is good, good people? You are now listening to At The Plate with Danny Foxworth. I'm your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth. On this episode, I'll talk about how my love for baseball started and how that love jump-started a fun, albeit brief, stint as a little leaguer. And lastly, I'll talk about how I became a fan of the Texas Rangers. So my love for baseball started when I was around eight years old. I was spending a lot of weekends at my grandparents' house. And one thing that I loved most about staying at their house was the fact that they had cable. And so it became a routine that every evening at 7.05, we'd cut the TV to TBS and we'd sit and watch the Atlanta Braves games together. And I really took a liking to Dale Murphy. He was probably my favorite player on the team. And on days I would some days I would just go outside and find the biggest stick I could find and play imaginary baseball by myself and pretend that I was Dale Murphy. And I carried that same spirit back home with me and my parents saw me and they saw that I took a liking to baseball. So they were like, you know what? Let's hook them up some with some equipment. So they got me a little wooden baseball bat and a couple of baseballs and a baseball glove and I was on my way and I started started off in the yard just using the stuff that they gave me and continued to play baseball by myself, have these imaginary games. And then when my friends started coming over to play basketball with me, I started to incorporate the baseball stuff. They really weren't into baseball like I was. And then the more we played, the more they became fans of baseball and to the so much so that when they would come over, they would ask if we could play baseball first and then we could play and then could we play basketball. And then we carried the same energy to, to the summer and we would have a summer feeding program at the local church, which was St. James AME. And so once we got through eating our bologna and cheese sandwiches and chocolate milk, we would go play for a couple of hours before it was time until it was time to get in the church van and head back home. And this particular church had a gigantic open field in the back, so after we ate, we would go back there and play baseball. And me and my homie Gerard Rose, who's going to be a guest on the next episode, and Crystal Peace and Corey Williamson got arrested, so we had a ball out there. And so once the itch became too big to ignore, I asked my parents, you know, I have a couple of friends that are playing recreational baseball. Can I do it? And they were like, you know what? Sure. We'll sign you up. So I was in Dixie Youth Baseball in the Monk's Corner Recreation League. That was a league for kids aged 10 to 12. And that was a bit of an adjustment going from basically playing sandlot baseball to organized baseball. And I remember my first practice. Uh, Shout out to Coach Salisbury. He would do fielding drills at the beginning of every practice. So he would hit ground balls to the infielders and he would hit fly balls to the outfielders. They put me in left field. And so the first time I tried to catch a fly ball, I stuck my glove out and basically that ball ricocheted right off my face. It hurt so bad. It's a wonder I didn't lose any teeth. And, you know, you would think with three years of practice that you would get better defensively, but that just never happened for me. I think I might have caught two in-game fly balls successfully in a span of three years. That is terrible. But conversely, when I was at the batter's box, that's when I had the most fun because 
I could flat out rake. I ain't even going to sit here and lie to you. I wasn't a power hitter by any stretch, but I could pretty much effortlessly hit to all parts of the field. My bread and butter was just smoking line drives by the shortstop. I could do that like nobody's business. And I was really good at drawing walks and getting on first base. And once I got on first base, that's when the fun began because my third base coach, shout out to Coach Haynes, he pretty much gave me the green light to steal bases anytime I wanted. You couldn't tell me I wasn't Ricky Henderson, who to this day is still my all-time favorite baseball player. And I'll tell you another thing that I enjoyed just as much as being on the field with my friends. No matter the outcome of the game, somebody's mom was going to lace us with some ice cold cans of Pepsi and some packets of Little Debbie snack cakes. I mean, we could have lost by 300 runs. Once I sunk my teeth into that Little Debbie snack cake, nothing else mattered. And once I reached my age limit for Dixie Youth Baseball, I moved up to the next level, which was Dixie Boys Baseball which is a league that was for kids ages 13 to 15. And buddy, let me tell you, I could not adjust to that game because the objective for the pitchers in Dixie Youth was just to throw hard. The objective for the pitchers in Dixie Boys was to throw everything. So they started incorporating off-speed pitches and curveballs and breaking balls, and I could not do jack with any of them off-speed pitches. It literally took me four weeks into the season to actually make contact on a pitch. Not get a base hit. I'm talking like get a foul tip. I went from second in the lineup in Dixie Youth to eighth in the lineup in Dixie Boys and eventually down to ninth. And it just never I just never made any progress. And I was like, you know what? I'm not cut out for this. I'm gonna go over here and talk to these girls. And now I'm gonna get into why you're really here. How I became a Texas Rangers fan. So it was around the same time in the early 90s, and especially growing up where I am. I was born and raised in South Carolina. That's basically Atlanta Braves country, and everybody and their mom was doing a tomahawk chop. And I simply didn't want to do, well, rather root for a team that everybody else was rooting for. So it was also around this time where my parents decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and get a satellite dish. So now I could watch other baseball teams besides the Braves, and it just so happened that there was a TV station in Dallas that we could pick up on the satellite dish, and every Saturday, they would have a Texas Rangers game of the week, and I remember my friends talking about Nolan Ryan like he was this, like, just this mythical legend based on his career stats when they showed me on his baseball card, and I was like, all right, this is a man I got to watch. So he happened to be the starting pitcher that particular game that I caught with the Rangers. And he didn't have a particularly good outing, but I'll tell you what, the one player I could not stop just being wild by was Julio Franco. That man had a career game that day, and I just dug his style of play so much. He was so smooth with it. And he's the reason why I became a fan of the Texas Rangers. I said, this is the team I'm hitching my wagon to through good times and bad. And, buddy, there were a lot of bad times. The only real good time they had was they had a three good three-year run in the late 90s. But aside from that, they've been mired in a lot of mediocrity for the amount of time I've been a fan. And that all changed when they got my dog, Ron Washington, as the manager. And he took them to back-to-back World Series. To the... 
And this, my favorite Rangers moment is still when they clinched the American League title in 2010, when Neftali Feliz buckled A-Rod on that breaking ball for the final strike. And they went to the World Series, and they didn't quite get it done, but then they turned back around and went to the World Series the following year in 2011, which led to the worst sports moment of my entire life. Game six of the 2011 World Series against the Cardinals, bottom of the ninth. They're up two runs, two outs, quite literally one strike away from being world champions. I had my Facebook post ready, and all I had to do was hit send once they got the final out, and that never happened because Nelson Cruz misplayed the ball on the warning track and didn't make the catch for the final out, which caused two Cardinals players to score and send the game in the extra innings in which the Cardinals ended up winning in 11. And then they subsequently won game seven and just shifted all the momentum their way and ended up winning the World Series. That one stung. But that's that's how it goes sometimes. That's the breaks. And, you know, they're in a bit of a rebuild right now, but now they got a new manager and they got the old pitching coach that was there during the World Series run. He's coming back this year. And I say give the Rangers about maybe three or four years, and they'll be right back where they need to be. I'm confident in the squad. And if you're still listening, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for donating your eardrums to me, Babylon, about my favorite sport. And uh, this is something I've always wanted to do. It's been it's an idea that's been in my head for the longest. And now I'm putting the wheels in motion, and it's only going to get better from here. I got a ton of guests lined up and I'm going to sit down and chop it up with them about their favorite baseball team. And yeah, I'm very excited about the future. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for me online, I'm on Twitter at Foxworth Danny and I'm on IG at Danny Foxworth 843. So once again, this has been another episode of At The Plate and until next time, y'all be good. Three strikes.